Hey guys, well, in light of what's happening in the culture right now, particularly in entertainment, we just saw that Disney posted a cut of 7,000 jobs and the Grammys have gone so woke to the point where CBS literally said that it was ready to worship at the Grammys. We all know how that went. They basically worshiped Satan and the Grammy went to Satan. The question becomes, what should we be focusing on in the Christian community right now, particularly as it relates to women? I want to talk about that today, and I'll be answering your questions. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. By the way, if I haven't said it recently, I want to say it again. I really enjoy the fact that you guys are writing into me, leaving your questions for me at Mailbox Monday. If you would like to have your question addressed, you can simply go to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash Mailbox Monday. I had a wonderful weekend last weekend in Greenville, South Carolina for the Teach Them Diligently mini conference, and I'll be out on the road again in Round Rock. So check it out. You guys can see my schedule by just going to HeidiStJohn.com. I'll link back to it in the show notes today. All right. Are you guys watching what's happening in entertainment? Because you really need to if you're not. I posted just a couple of days ago on my Instagram account when Walt Disney World came out, you know, the new CEO came out and said, hey, we're going to have to cut, you know, 7,000 jobs. They posted massive, and I do mean massive losses at Disney because Disney Plus is losing subscribers. I mean, we're talking like over a million subscribers said bye-bye to woke, disgusting Disney. You guys heard me play a clip of the Proud family last week when I had the uh, executive producers and the authors of the Tuttle Twins on my show, and they were talking about how slaves built this country and reparations are good. Disney is a woke corporation, which is hell-bent, and I mean that, hell-bent on pushing woke ideology and gender ideology and sexual ideology onto your children via their platform of entertainment. Now, if you go to the adult side of entertainment, of course, we have to talk about the Grammys and Sam Smith and all the garbage that's actually happening on primetime TV here in the United States right now. And I said this uh, last week and I continue to believe it. We are just living in Babylon. We are living in Babylon. This has end time stuff written all over it. But in the middle of all this stuff, we are called to lead. Now, I've heard Lots and lots of Christian commentary on what's happening with the Grammys. Obviously, you guys, the Grammy is the Grammys are broken and and woke and disgusting, and they have been for a long time. Some of you may remember Madonna and her like a virgin uh, uh, palooza that she did at the Grammys years and years ago. So the Grammys being sexually charged and full of uh, gratuitous sex and all that kind of stuff isn't really that unusual. What is different, however, is the blatant worship of the devil. And that happened the last Grammys. And what was even more concerning to me was that the audience was just applauding like this was the best thing that they had ever seen. Listen, I remember when Eric Clapton won a Grammy for Tears in Heaven. Long gone are the days when we can all just sit and listen to a song and try to take in the meaning and enjoy it together. We are now having uh, a very overt occult messages pushed out at us and all the things. And so I think we can all agree this is wrong. What is more insidious and what I've been talking about for years at the show and on my platform is to remind you guys that this stuff is also in the Christian community. Is it overtly 
uh, the occult? No, but we are definitely worshiping ourselves. I'm, I have been watching with a fair degree of frustration in women's ministry for a very long time as we've watched women who have had enormous platforms. I mean, think about um, Jen Hatmaker. There's, you know, exhibit A for you, Jen Hatmaker and the Girl Washer Facebook, right? For goodness sake, look at the personal lives of these women that have put themselves out as leaders in women's ministry. Uh, Glennon Doyle, married to a woman who used to be a you know, blogging mom, and I've talked about her a bunch at the show. And what I'm still astonished to find is that churches and uh, women's ministry groups are still having these completely theologically unhinged women come and teach other women about what it means to be a Christian. And so we need discernment. Spurgeon said that discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong. It's knowing the difference between right and almost right. And unfortunately, in the church, we have sort of let our discernment muscles get really flimsy and we're unable, I guess, to determine that, oh, this person is a solid teacher and this person is not. Now, I'm not talking about issues where we have liberty as believers. I'm not talking about about issues where we can agree to disagree. I'm talking about fundamental issues that are absolutely spelled out in Scripture, concrete to the Christian faith that we are stumbling with in the church right now. So forget about Sam Smith. Forget about Disney. I think we can all agree that those are woke, uh, wicked companies and corporations that are pushing their ideology and, in fact, their religion on the American people. These are these are guys that are like the, you know, the newspapers of old, basically, you know, buying ink by the barrel and they can push out these disgusting messages to wherever people want to listen to them. But a much larger concern for me is what's happening in the church. I watched a message with my husband. You know, we spent a couple of extra days in San uh, in South Carolina, which we loved by the way. We enjoyed ourselves immensely took a couple of extra days and just went for walks and we spent time together and we were listening to podcasts and you just really enjoying being together. And one of the messages that we listened to was a message by Andy Stanley. And Andy Stanley, you know, this woke pastor, basically a corrupt apostate pastor. I don't know another way to say it. This guy is absolutely off the rails when it comes to teaching people about the Bible. He shouldn't be calling himself a pastor. He should be calling himself a new age philosopher who occasionally reads the Bible and comments on it. That's really what he is. So he's he's talking to his congregation about homosexuality in the church. And you guys, the Bible is not vague on how God feels about this particular topic. And like you've heard me say here probably dozens of times before, we need to be very careful not to elevate one sin above another. The Bible says that all sin separates us from God and that there's none of us that's righteous, no, not one. But we need to understand what God says about his creation. God made the world. God makes the rules. And Andy Stanley standing up in front of a, of a room full of sheep, and you can almost hear it, you know, whatever Andy Stanley says, that's what they're going to listen to because they know that there's not, not going to be anything really hard for them to do in it. It is hard for us to say no to ungodliness. It's hard for us. It's hard for me to not indulge the the desires of my flesh, to not do whatever it is, that thing that my flesh wants to do. But God said, hey, don't do that. Not good for you. And no, 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 go back, go back, go back. We have to listen to the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. And when we don't want to listen to him, we for sure need to be in the word. 
so that we can make wise and good decisions and walk inside the boundaries that God has given us. But Andy Stanley stood up in front of his entire congregation and basically scolded the people in his church because there was conversation in his church about the sin of homosexuality. Andy Stanley thinks it's brave for a gay couple to come to his church and to sit in his church, and he wants them to know that they're loved and welcomed. Well, guess what? You are loved and welcomed, but we're going to preach the truth, and we're going to tell you that God says that what you're doing is actually hurting you. It's the only sin in the Bible that God says actually brings harm to your own body. You're injuring your own body. But nope, never mind. Andy Stanley just wants everyone to go along to get along. This is much more concerning to me than Sam Smith dressed in lingerie than gyrating around on the stage. It's disgusting, yes, but I expect the world to act this way. When we see the church and people who claim to be Christians straying away from the truth of the gospel, unwilling to address the issues that are happening in the culture around us from a biblical point of view, unwilling to say, listen, this is what God says. Don't shoot the messenger, but this is what the Bible says. We have to be willing to stand on the authority of Scripture. By the way, Andy Stanley now denies the authority of Scripture. Jen Hatmaker has twisted what the Bible says so that she can accept what God says is clearly wrong. I have serious concerns about many of the women who are in leadership in women's ministries in uh, Christianity right now. And if you guys are listening to Glennon Doyle and you think that's some sort of a measure of Christianity, then you don't understand the God of the Bible. We've got to do a better job of discerning right from wrong. It's very easy for us to look at the, the world and say, oh, this is wrong and that's wrong. It's much harder for us to do a deep dive into our own actions and our own thoughts and say, Lord, I'm going to sit here like David. Search me, try me, see if there's anything in me that brings you dishonor, anything that's not honoring to you and help me to change it. And so that's all I had to say about that. You know, some of you wrote in and asked if I was going to play some clips from the Grammys. The answer is absolutely not. It was one of the most disgusting displays of debauchery that I have ever seen come across my desk. And I frankly didn't watch it. The only reason I know anything about what happened at the Grammys was because you couldn't be on social media for more than half a second and see this disgusting display of wickedness being piped into homes across the United States and around the world. And by the way, you know, we, we talk about blatant wickedness and sort of the blatant evil of an agenda that is clearly satanic. But I want to remind you guys that we are called to be in the world and not of the world. And God has so much more for you as you walk according to his ways. And so we go back to Philippians 4, whatever is good, whatever is right, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, let your mind dwell on these things. And so that's what keeps us in right relationship with the Lord and walking in his ways. When was the last time you opened your Bible? When was the last time you just read the Psalms or read through the book of Romans or read the first couple of chapters in Colossians or read the first several chapters in the book of Genesis? God wants to speak to you. He wants to encourage you. He wants to bring hope, healing, and victory into your life. And he wants to be a paramount in the decisions that you make in your life. And so uh, my cry is to the church right now to say, wake up, uh, pull your head out of the sand and pay attention to what God is doing in our churches 
and start taking your place again on the battlefield. This is the whole reason that I started MomStrong International. It's why we publish Bible studies there every month. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, check it out, momstronginternational.com. We are spending this month and next month talking about the irreplaceable value of mothers. Uh, God has a very unique role for women to play in the culture. We are life givers. We are nurturers. We're the only ones that can that can carry human life inside of us. It's a very precious responsibility. And unfortunately, in the war against women, we are being erased out of the culture right now. And I, I think that unless and until we begin again to see discernment return to our churches and boldness return to the pulpits, we're going to continue to suffer and struggle under the weight of this uh, of this woke ideology and frankly, just the the outright evil that we're dealing with right now. It's Mailbox Monday, and I want to be sure that I answer some of your questions uh, today, but I just, I had to comment. I mean, I didn't even get to the State of the Union. I really didn't even watch it. You guys heard me comment on it on Friday uh, with my friend, Dr. Mark. But the fact of the matter is everyone knows that we have a president in the White House right now who can't string two coherent sentences together. He looked to me like he was hyped up up, up on uh, amphetamines uh, and didn't know what room he was in half the time. It was embarrassing. I frankly feel sorry for him. I'm not even, I'm not angry. I agree with, with Mark. I'm not angry. I'm more bewildered that we're supposed to just pretend like nothing's wrong while our country circles the drain. It's pretty amazing. But we have, as I've told you guys before, that is outside of the jurisdiction of Heidi St. John. I mean, I can certainly comment on it, and obviously I do, but I'm not going to let it keep me up at night because that's not where God's given me authority. He hasn't given me jurisdiction. I have no say in what's happening in the life of Joe Biden or in the uh, the life of his uh, clearly, you know, um, misguided wife. I don't know what her deal is. If that was my husband, I'd be like, oh, no, no, no. You're not going to be getting up in front of uh, millions of people tonight to make a speech. You're going to bed at eight o'clock. That's your bedtime. If she loved him, that's what she would do. She got to wonder what's going on inside the head of that woman. So pray for our president and for uh, and for his wife and for all the people that are around him. We are surrounded right now by wickedness, by people who have no wisdom. The Bible says that when the wicked are in power, the righteous groan. There's a lot of groaning going on right now. And uh, I'd like to see us go on offense instead of always playing defense. Speaking of offense, I'm going to go back to the school choice argument. Uh, Many of you guys know that I am wholly not on board for ESAs for homeschoolers, for uh, school choice as it relates to homeschooling. I believe in school choice when it comes to moving in and out of the public school system. If you find out that your public school is garbage, which it is, whatever, you find out your public school is garbage and they're teaching woke ideology to your children. And maybe you think I'm going to take a chance at X, Y, and Z public school in this district. Well, that's your tax dollars. The money should follow the child. But I do not believe that the homeschool movement should be participating in this in any way, shape, or form. Listen, if you guys think that the government is going to give you money and then just let you do whatever you want, you're mistaken. Uh, Shelby in Oregon wrote in to say, Oregon has several school choice bills in the legislature right now, right? Because this is the new way to get at you guys. Pay attention. She says, if these bills are passed, even if homeschoolers choose not to take the money, it invites regulation. Ding, ding, ding. Shelby, you right. Do you think this is a hill to die on? And should we move out of state if this passes? 
If we don't move, should we just take the money since it doesn't matter if homeschoolers don't take it? We will face the same regulations when they come. The bills are real quiet right now, of course, on what those would be. I agree with you. Government money always has strings attached. But here it won't matter if we take it or not. We will still be under scrutiny. So listen, Shelby, I mean, I appreciate you writing in and I appreciate that you're watching this. I want to encourage you, first of all, we've got to at some point, we've got to stop running. Uh, I mean, if God asks you to move, then absolutely move. But it should have nothing to do with whether or not Oregon decides to pass these stupid school choice bills and loop homeschoolers into it. It should have everything to do with what does God want you to do? So if God says move, then I would think even if you were living in the freest state in the United States and he said move from whatever state that was, say Florida to Washington state, then you should go. If God calls you, go because God's provision will always go with the vision that God has for you. And so to me, those are two completely different issues. I've seen so many Christians run You know, they're running from Washington State. They're running from Oregon. They're running from California. And again, nothing wrong with leaving if that's what God asked you to do. But if you're running because you're afraid, I would suggest that's the wrong reason to run. God didn't give you that spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And that is exactly how we are called to be. And so to me, you're asking two separate questions. Um, I would say, I would say, you know, don't move unless God asks you to move. And then the second question is, do I think it's a hill to die on? Um, I do think it's a hill to die on in the sense that I think we should keep keep talking about this and keep speaking the truth, keep rallying the homeschoolers and teaching them what it means to have government intrusion into homeschooling. I would definitely be uh, be for that. But when it comes to taking the money and this is you you hit the nail on the head, they may not be saying, you know, like outright, hey, we're going to we're going to um, be in your house. You guys are going to start doing we're going to start doing home visits now because after all. You took our child support, and since you took our child support, we're going to come in there and see how well you're using that money, which is exactly where this is headed. It's exactly where it's headed. And a lot of these legislators are very good people who have the what they think is the best interest at heart of the homeschool movement. And there are a lot of homeschoolers who are like, listen, if it passes, I'm going to take the money. Can I just encourage you? Don't take the money. Don't take the bait. That way, at least if they come back, you can go, listen, I didn't... I didn't I, I didn't take any of your stuff. I'm not participating in it. I'm not doing it. That's my personal opinion. It's not a thus saith the Lord, but I do believe with shekels come shackles. And I think we're going to see more of this in the days to come. So be vigilant. Uh, I, this fight is far from over. It's just getting started. And again, I'm going to keep loudly opposing uh, ESAs and school choice and vouchers and all those things for homeschoolers when it comes to taking government money. Debbie in Idaho wrote in to say, I have a question about churches. What is a reasonable expectation for churches to reach out to new or unbelievers uh, for mentoring? For example, I'm a relatively new believer. I started going to church in 2020. My husband is still an unbeliever, although he does come to church with me. I've gotten to know a few women in the church through women's Bible study, but I'm at a loss as to how to make couples friendships or get my husband engaged with other believing men. Even though we come almost every Sunday, I feel like we are invisible. Oh, Debbie, this just breaks my heart. Um, I'm guessing that unless we reach out to them and volunteer for things, it will stay this way. My husband will not do that. Left himself, he would never go to church, and it is a major accomplishment when he does come. Is this normal with churches? And are churches generally oblivious to new attendees? 
is the expectation that people are supposed to reach out to them. I want to be part of a fellowship, but it feels daunting and I'm discouraged. All right, Debbie, part of the reason that I read your entire um, question here is because I think it's really important for other people to hear what you're saying, because nothing will change inside the culture of the church unless the people that are in the church and part of that culture start seeing, oh my goodness, we have a problem. We need to be able to reach out to these new people. We need to be able to bring them in. I'm so thankful that your husband is coming to church with you. What an amazing opportunity. And unfortunately, you know, I spent many years as a pastor's wife. My husband was a pastor for 20 years full-time in a church. And we saw a lot of the same thing that you are seeing right now. It is the job. Listen to me, churchgoers. Debbie, this isn't for you. Uh, If you're part of a church fellowship, get to know the new people that come in your doors. Welcome them. Talk to them. See where you can get them plugged in. Uh, the adversary of your soul, the spirit of the age can do everything he can to keep that from happening. And a lot of times I get it, right? We feel comfortable. Church is the place where we go, that we know people. We can kind of just, you know, not have to put out an effort, but you got to put out an effort, guys. Put out an effort. So Debbie, if if I was in your position, in fact, as a pastor's wife, I can tell you this right now. I would encourage you, Go to the associate pastor, even the senior pastor and how how large your church is, but go to the pastor and tell him exactly what you just told me. So it's not really going to help you very much talking to me, although I'm very glad that you wrote in for all the reasons that I just said. You need to go and talk to your pastor and make it a point to say, listen, something isn't right and I want to make it right. My husband is an unbeliever. I'm bringing him to church please, can you guys reach out to our family? And I bet you once he understands that that's your heart and that's what the struggle is, you're going to see a different thing happen. So Debbie, I wish you all the best and I'm going to be praying for you as the Lord brings you to mind. Uh, We are called to be part of the the fellowship of believers, right? This is straight out of God's word. Do not forsake the gathering as some are in the habit of doing, but even more, it's even more important that we attend attend church, that we get to know the people that are Christ followers in our area as we see the day approaching. That's what the Bible says. And boy, I'll tell you what, you guys, we definitely see that day approaching. So um, I believe all the signs are there. Who knows how much longer the Lord will tarry. We are called to be obedient while we are here and to uh, be salt and light in the culture where God has placed us. You guys, that's all I have time for today. There are lots of opportunities at MomStrong International for you guys to get plugged into that fellowship. And we are going to be making some very significant changes in the months to come, which I think you guys are all going to be excited about just what God's doing in the ministry here and with me and with the staff at uh, MomStrong International. So check it out, momstronginternational.com. Right now, the study is called Irreplaceable. I can't wait to jump in there with you. My friend, Dr. Mark Sherwood is going to come on the show at least for one of those weeks and take your questions live as we're going to be talking about nurturing your children body, soul, mind, and spirit. He's going to come on and answer your questions about health and fitness. And I think you're going to be very, very glad that you came. The Bible is relevant to your life right now. And no matter what happens in the world around you, God wants you to be strong in his strength and in the power of his might. That is where the blessing is found. If you guys would like to submit questions to me, you can do it by going to HeidiStJohn.com forward slash mailbox Monday. And before I leave today, wait, I brought this in because it, you guys know, I love getting your cards and your letters. I'm going to actually put this right up on the shelf behind me for Valentine's Day. But I got this Valentine's card from Kelly in Montana. Do you guys love this? Look at this card. Kelly, what a wonder. She made this. 
Look at that, you guys. Is that something? Kelly made this card. I told my, my son it reminds me of a lap book. And I love to hear from you. We have a very big thing coming up at Firmly Planted Family. And I'm going to take a moment and just say thank you for your cards, for your letters, for your support. We are in the process right now of trying to move out of this facility into another one that will allow us to expand what God is doing. And if you are able to help us do that, you can support our nonprofit organization and help us with this building fund by going to FPF Grow. That's Firmly Planted Family Grow. It just stands for FPF Grow dot com and contribute to that firmly planted family is a 501c3 tax deductible organization and so your deductions are going to go a long way to helping us do what god has has uh, equipped and called us to do Uh, i'm going to link back to some of the images of the picture of the building that we are trying to get right now but by the grace of god we plan to be in that building uh getting it ready for fall classes to begin on the first of july And we need to raise somewhere in the neighborhood of $1.4 million to uh, close that real estate transaction. And so if you guys can help us do that, our goal and our heart in all of this is to own that building free and clear so that we are able to do the things that God has called us to do and given us the space in order to do it effectively. So I want to thank you guys so much for uh, hanging with me uh, all these years here at the show. I think we're coming up on eight years now of the Heidi St. John podcast. And we're very excited to where God's going to take us in the future. And we need your help to get there. You can go to fpfgrow.com. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith 